On the train which took us from Narita Airport into the centre of Tokyo, there were television screens playing advertisements. Just as we were hauling our cases off at our stop, the screens began playing an advert for Gundam, the origin. In the station, a Gundam poster was on the wall. The next morning, I saw Gumpla for sale in a small convenience shop, which also had various Gundam books on offer, before visiting a shrine in Nikko where I saw a hand-knit harrow hanging from the bag belonging to a young girl who was throwing the poor god some much-needed spare change. It was at this point that I gave up trying to memorise all the Gundam-related things I spotted while in Japan. I mentioned in the pre-trip recording how I felt Gundam was going to play a large role in how much I enjoyed my stay in Japan, but I couldn't have predicted just how large that role turned out to be. In the end, it was more of a baguette than a roll. Sorry. We had a big holiday in Japan. Yeah, we did. We did. And there's so, so much to talk about. That I we, know. We'll try not to bore you with our holiday stories. But try and pick the best bits. Just try and share some memories. The yeah. f- if we go chronologically, one thing I remember is, like, w- the first Gundam we saw, the first Gunpla we saw was, like, on the second day. And that was at a family mart. It was yeah, yep. we went in to get some <laughs> drinks. Family mart yeah. being the Japanese equivalent of, like, a co-op or a spa. Or yeah. Like, um, it was, I think, a one you saw it and just kind of ran straight for Yeah, I, I didn't realise at that point that so we were naive. going to be seeing Gumplin <laughs> just about everywhere. The thing that surprised me is like it, it never ceased to be a novelty. Like even by the end of the second week, walking into a shop and there being Gumpla was just like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of better sweet memories like Yodabashi, Yodabashi Kenma, oh, yeah, yeah, which has like a massive selection of Gumpla, huge, but is one of the most stressful places oh, yeah, to be the tunes yeah. might want to use that as the intro theme this, the Yodavashi camera I can just underlay our entire Japan chat I felt a bit like we can't, I felt like we almost had to drag Jim through the holiday a lot of the time Jim had kind of constant it was like a constant holiday anxiety I know, is the best that's, way I that's always me but it's just Loud music and bright lights and they really tend to exacerbate. It. We had it's these yeah. new types, you know. That, yeah. <laughs> I was just feeling everyone's lust and greed at the same time. <laughs> and was that coming from me and Barry? Yeah, mostly? just that. The OC was so overpowering, I couldn't handle. <laughs> yeah, um, one thing you'll find if you ever go to a Japanese department store is they can, if you think big department stores and malls over here are yeah, brash and the, loud. Uh, What's unusual about it is at no point did I feel like it was it's it's not a case where it's crowded. Yeah. I didn't feel like well, yeah, you know I was squeezing through. Actually, yeah. It's just the fact that there will be rows and rows of little televisions, blaring advertisements, as well as 
the theme song of the store coming out of every corner of yeah, the place yeah. and people are shouting Japanese phrases at you to tell you that they're friendly and they're here yeah. to help and it's so brightly lit as well yeah it's like, always it's, it's always white and bright it's like a casino it's like a <laughs> shopping yeah, casino yeah. the thing that the thing that like really really tired me out that sounds ridiculous is that everywhere you look there's something A that you've never seen before and B that you kind of want yeah, yeah, yeah. it's That's like I just problem. would look at everything in my, my periphery would be colourful and something that I also wanted. And it's yeah. just so exhausting the thing to be that under I, that constant... Yeah. The thing I did before I went was um, brushed up on my katakana and hiragana because I thought, oh, it would be so good to be able to read the spines on boxes um, and <laughs> shelves, um, which turned out to be actually kind of a bad idea because it turned every visit to a shop into kind of a Japanese exam where I had to spend <laughs> a lot of time going... Oh, okay, it's a gun. That, that's go. the thing I struggled with the most is like <laughs> stuff being in a weird order, yeah. being arranged by yeah, genre. Was but then also, yeah. yeah, it's very. So, that one thing I'm, I want my, I need my moment to complain about this. Is that one thing <laughs> yeah. I asked before we went? It's like, how likely are you to get P Bandai stuff just in shops in Japan? Everyone was like, oh no, no, web only, you can't get it. It's fucking it's everywhere. everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. Are you having a go at all our listeners? <laughs> yes. Oh, you wow. lying bastard. Been away for six months, couldn't bear it. And then this might be the last episode. This is a, be away for another year. If you lied, I don't mind, but it's people that, people that lie just to keep us away from the game. <laughs> but yeah, so on, on our second day, we were walking around Yodabashi and we walked around the Kiba and went to all the places that had Honors and Honors of Gundam. Yeah, yeah. And that's when Owen's kind of out of control Gundam <laughs> buying stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. You, yeah. I, th- I think I was surprised you, you didn't seem to be you bought. You bought a lot. Like, yeah. You bought the most. I think you, of all of us, you bought the most. Kits. I surprised myself a bit, yeah. It was just, like, very affordable. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I, don't, I don't have, uh, well, I, I now have a backlog but at the time, it just felt like, well, look, I might as well buy enough to keep me going until I'm back again. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have a very good excuse not to get all the ones that yeah, I wanted. What did you get? What kits did you buy in the end? Um, I got Neo Zeon SD full package. No, the high grade build strike. Yeah. Build strike. You got, uh, got RG Zaku as well. RG Zaku Mark II RG Mark II right? Mark II yeah and yeah. an RG oh at, at Gundam Front I got the oh, the RX 782 real yeah. grade exclusive to I bought that too yeah I had to have oh yeah that. it's yeah, like um, I've got it I built it like a month I built it like a month ago and basically I've got it sitting in the same pose as it's got, sitting in outside Odaiba it's just a good little memento I'll need to make some one one four four versions of us standing out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be good. Like I've got, I'll, I'll give you all my figures, oh, all, yeah. my, all my tiny unused oh, one four fours. You can paint them like us. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh that'd be cute. Um, and then you got your two crossbones. Yeah, I I got uh, an SD crossbone X two and the P Bandai crossbone X two, yes. yeah. which uh, cost. It was expensive. Oh, Everything I saved on the other kids, <laughs> I lost buying the P Bandai, which, um, of course, 
I made the mistake of buying the the P Bandai X2 at in Akihabara because I I never assumed because we were under the impression yeah, we were still that made, yeah. Yeah. I mean you know I, I don't think anyone could blame me for thinking you're not going to see that it's again that specific kit yeah, yeah. so and I I really wanted it so I bought it and then sure enough at um, Mandaraki in Nakano Broadway you could it, get yeah. it a bit cheaper it's fine no I mean for the sake but, of yeah just I, I'm it, not so. I'm not annoyed but. I'm I'm just still so delighted to have it. Though. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Some of the like even too s- terrified to build it though. After what I spent, <laughs> so, even just, some of the kits I saw there, I thought they were quite expensive. You look at the price of them on eBay, and they're ridiculous. There's the something that you know how they brought out the the grey zeta and the red zeta from yeah. Gundam Evolve mm-hmm. Nine. I was like, when are they going to bring the Amaro one out? And then I realised they already brought it out and I was looking at it in Mandaraki. I was looking right at oh. it and I was like, cool. You just you didn't click that that was it. Aye, and then I was like, I wonder if they'll do a real grade version. And they fucking already have. <laughs> and I went and looked at them on eBay and they're both like £150. Oh. Like, no! The holiday fatigue had set in at that it, point. Oh, yeah. I really had. So, What did you get? What kits did you get? Uh, I bought the Star Winning Gundam the... GM Sniper. I'm not sure why I bought it. I haven't even built it yet. I just got excited when I saw it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't know, even know why anymore. I got it. Hey, well, it couldn't have, could have been anything to do with the excitement because if, if you'd bought what you were excited to see, then we all would have ended up with Zock. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, yeah. look at the size of that fucking yeah. box. Like. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Cycle um, Gundam as well. The size of that yeah, box. Yeah, it was huge. Um, this is the thing is, like Owen was saying, the first day when he went to Bashi Camera, um went to their gunplay section. It was one of the best gunplay sections in Tokyo. Um, some of the, I just want to say on a side note, some of the kits there are so well built. Like, oh yeah, the display yeah, the, models are amazing. Like. I don't know who in Yodabashi camera gets landed with how many build all the kits, but they do really good jobs. Uh, um, so if you're listening, thumbs up. <laughs> oh yeah, well, well done. It's a weird uh, thing I noticed more in Akihabara as well, is like you can buy, you know, pre-built, pre-painted yeah that was kind of strange I guess if you don't have the time and you just want I'd really you nice want to, you want to pretend yeah it was, yeah. Oh, it was me get yeah. a girlfriend why don't you come <laughs> around and see how well, well painted look mom. how well top coated it is but, Sugoi <laughs> yeah definitely very impressive so sorry you were saying you're, you're um, yeah, yeah I was just saying like like Owen um, got quite excited when we got into the first big gunplay shop and bought quite a few on the first day I bought the star winning uh, the GM sniper uh Bought the real grade um, original Gundam, uh, the Gundam front version, and also bought a Heimok and a GP base. GP, I bought, uh, but yeah, I bought quite a lot of accessories. I bought the Matsuri weapon pack. I bought two GP bases, some pens. That stuff's all super cheap. I mean, yeah, the yeah, problem with the Wii things is you never want to order them off the internet. Is that, yeah, the, that's shipping. the luxury of being in Japan. It's like I think for me, it's like when you order a kit over here, it costs a fair amount and it takes a while to get here so you're scared to make mistakes but I feel like in Japan it was like you could buy a Saku or something for a kit bash and oh, you wouldn't worry about it too much cause I really, like I really felt like them. seeing kits in their box just kits that I'd never wanted but seeing them there <laughs> on a shelf in their box I was like I want that like, the displays like, did that really good ah, back to the Yodabashi displays they, had some, they were really good at selling you on kits and kit bashes and I remember in Yodabashi they had a really cool display and it was six of the star winning Gundam lined up and basically what they done was they had a snap belt one and then they had like a snap belt with basic panel lines and then a snap belt 
with some paints and basically like build it all the way up to show you how you could enhance your gun yeah, club basically to, cool. to show it because I think to a lot of beginners you don't realise how little small changes can make your kit look really good and mm-hmm. I think stuff like that is really awesome and it's hard to convey on a podcast or on yeah, a website yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a shame that Yodabashi has hell on earth <laughs> yeah. and it also had that fucking creepy origin oh like, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Cass Valens we'll post a photo of that oh, I, I, I had actually forgotten oh god there's a photo of me next to um, because obviously when we arrived um, Blue Eyed Castle had just been on the telly in Japan and the Blu-ray release was out and we went to Owen and I went to the DVD section and saw a pair of creepy blonde this one to one scale diorama yeah. of Shar and Sayla as children <laughs> And the dolls were, oh, it was, it was that uncanny valley kind <laughs> of night, nightmare. Just to get that cross, but it was very. I got, I got a vine as well. Oh yeah, we got a vine of us looking at it as well. It was, yeah. kinda, it was <laughs> not great. But. Someone's gonna have to chuck those into a big skip at some point, and the dead eyes of those dolls are gonna. We be should have said out. like just left a deposit. Get these shipped out of <laughs> the eurozone. <laughs> They can move into your spare room. <laughs> it's like, don't go in there. That's that's where the where the, the Zeons live. No, I won't say anything. I'll just let them open the door, see them, see and step cast, back. Cast out. Valve looking back at you. Um, I, got, I got a few kits. Where I, I can I can look at my kits. We're, oh, yeah. We're in the Gumpla zone. Uh, I got the I got the P-Bandai Rebel Woo, which is the Bawoo variant from the G-Dome thing. So, again, I was so excited about G-Dome. I was like, better buy one of the kits. G-Dome was cool. Um, I got the Angelo uh, Giara Zulu because I got the Rosen Zulu and I was like I wanted this set because I like the colour so I got that uh, what else did I get oh I got Bear Guy because I because don't you need to explain and I got the high new amazing Vrabe which I'm going to be talking about on this episode yeah, I didn't go too mental but probably the best thing I got was again the, the advantage of being in Japan is you can just go and buy things that are hard to get over here. So I got yeah. the the Lev A and the Lev D parts for oh, the highly yeah. amazing. One of them came with uh, Dengeki, and the other one came with another hobby manga that I can't read. So I mean, I got those for like a, f- a few quid each, and so that's yeah. pretty good. So I'm gonna get through them at some point too. But um, so yeah, there was a lot of there's a lot of Gundam shops, probably yeah. too many to mention. But yeah, I picked up. Osaka Gundams was good fun because it had that Osaka Gundam, giant yeah. fist. Oh yeah, they got the fist and they had the Gundam. Uh, I don't know what scale it was, but a pretty big um, Gundam just grinning into the office with that nice yellowing. Snares oh yeah, it's obviously kind been, of. Uh, I think it's from a pachinko parlor or somewhere where it's just been around cigarettes for ten, twenty mm. years. I think we also in Osaka saw a horrible Frankenstein's monster of Azaku. Oh, oh so that's holding yeah, the gun. Yeah, we're holding a, l- a Luger pistol and he was missing a leg as well. <laughs> Respect the robot. There's a lot of shops, but the cool thing about all the shops is they all had their own kind of unique displays. Like, oh, there yeah. was that one in Asselbit City that had all the mocks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was like was, they must have run a competition or something. Yeah, they had some cool stuff like that. Um, like, uh, someone had, there was a custom mock in one of the shops as well. Someone had took a, a Yotsubato figure like the little um, girl and basically hollowed out the mock's head and turned it into a little cockpit and put Yotsuba <laughs> yeah, in, the, in the cockpit of the mock piloting it like it was a giant robot which was really cool. Another nice display I saw for Gunpla was there was a, a big harrow and it's a ear 
flap or arm flap was opened up by uh, RX-782 and climbing out with its gun ready oh, for yeah. battle out of a big harrow. <laughs> Gundam in- delivery harrow. Oh, that was in Ueno, in the toy yeah. shop. Yeah, there's... That's the thing is, like, it wasn't even specialist gunplay shops a lot of time. We just go in, well... Oh, we're grown men, but we spent a lot of time in random toy shops, and <laughs> often the toy shops had loads of gunplay. Well, a, we're grown, we're grown men, and then we then went into the toy <laughs> shops, which were also full of grown men. So it's fine. Well, that's true. Actually, there was definitely more adults in most of the shops than children. As, as, as well as the fun uh, gunplay setups, there was like really impressive ones, like the one reenactment of the MS Eight. Oh uh, yeah, goof fight scene you know but it also had the demolished buildings around it and it's just really impressive like i think it was in gundam front there was there was a new gundam uh versus Sazabi, and someone had built like part of the axis asteroids and like a little smoke machine oh, was yeah. pumping in smoke and there just, was either ah, was all the tiny wee yeah yeah i yeah, was in gundam front that was amazing yeah which takes us on nicely to gundam yeah, front because yeah. i mean the shops were constant and if you want to buy gunpla and you want it cheap just go to japan and yeah. fill your boots basically but uh gundam front was pretty pretty good yeah. really good yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely. and the one one gundam is obviously its own Amazing. thing there's not much yeah. you can say about it it's a it's a skill gundam it's pretty good <laughs> it's just you have to see it i think for some of the stuff you just have to see it though because yeah it's just really impressive how like you would go up and look at the the thing that was interesting is um i'd been to see the 1-1 Gundam two years ago. and but but it was you, for, you weren't allowed to go to Gundam front. Oh, uh, well, no, I went to... Well, I'll get to that in a second, but... <laughs> <laughs> Willie, um, though. Oh, <laughs> Willie, no, no. I don't think my girlfriend listened to this podcast, so it's okay. You didn't have to say... <laughs> it's okay, but... Um, you, know, it's to, like, you know how like some people, for their, for the, if they're going to get married, they secretly learn to play the piano or something? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think your girlfriend's secretly learning how to build gunplay? Oh, yeah, like, just to surprise me on for the, the wedding. wedding. Hands like, over a gold. No, no. Op- open up a harrow. No, no, no. Builds it at the wedding. <laughs> it's like, gets all the runners out. So like, we, we, didn't a, we didn't book a band, so this is the entertainment. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I went two years ago, and the gun, the 1 1 Gundam was um, around a perimeter fence, and you weren't allowed to get close to it. But this oh, time. Yeah. This time, it was kind of like a, you had a couple meters radius, you'd bef- but this time it was. You could literally walk under its legs, so you and could look, look, look at up its skirt. You could look up its skirts. You could uh, look at the well. The thing that impressed me actually was the ankle joints. Actually, they actually had hydraulics in them, which was really cool. If you are going to a trip to Japan and you've got other people with you who aren't Gundam fans, you can still bring them to the One One Gundam because we yeah. went with people who weren't Gundam fans, and just everyone loves it. It's they won't go to Gundam Front with you. Well, they yeah. won't go into the Which museum. Is um, but yeah, it's worth knowing. That I feel like that's for the best, almost. Yeah, I, you you wouldn't want to drag someone into G Dom. I say, take a photo of me with Haman. What? Haman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fortunate that Gundam Front is a diversity, which is a big mall basically so there's plenty of shops and stuff and there's also uh sega music joy joy, 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 joy Pulis, sorry um so yeah you can just park them in. one of my favorite things about gundam front itself was the gunpla museum there's a museum which oh, has yeah. every gunpla ever made yeah in, yeah in chronological order which is yeah. also all really well built yeah it's really I think really quite the, good the ones uh, in the cases they're not panel lined no, I think just, it's just, just like yeah. here's what you would get out of the box but just 
impeccably done. Yeah, I think mm. it's like historical. They just wanted to show because some of the early Gundam ones were looking quite rough. It was just mm. literally just plastic smashed together. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally <laughs> plastic smashed together. <laughs> <laughs> this is what passed for a plamo in the eighties. <laughs> fucking garbage. You got a bag of plastic shavings. You yep. had to pretend it was a Gundam. <laughs> There's lots of cool stuff in there though. We did the the G shot where you oh, get yeah, to yeah, yeah. get to dress up in seed gear oh, yeah. and get your. I'd held my nose. Is it Strike um, Freedom? Is it, uh, it's it's like Strike, strike uh, Freedom? Yeah, it's Strike Freedom. Um, so I'm not a big seed fan, but I mean, it's skill, right? It's like a skill. Yeah, t- it's a torso. one one. It's a one one uh, Strike Freedom torso. So it's everything up to the waist, basically. You get to pick what costumes you want to wear. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Yeah, the one one uh, core fighter. I, I oh, loved yeah, yeah. That was just being able to see and there's a core fighter that's uh, mid crash and you can see into the cockpit and all the little lights and display screen are going off as my biggest regret crazy. is not buying like the the UC hard graph the core fighter the GFT core oh, fighter. I, I feel the same like my biggest regret is not buying that it had a lot of uh, it was like a historical thing obviously it's all in Japanese we couldn't, so we couldn't totally follow it but Kind of with the development of Gundam since 1979 all the way up to the present day. Which Seeing the original art was Oh yeah, there was like original animation cells and sketches and stuff which was really interesting. And they, they had uh, the original uh, pencil art of one of my favourite scenes when you see all four of the characters Oh yeah, you know, during the fight mm. with Lala and Sayla yeah. goes by and that classic anime thing of it was great to see that there was the you could get into the build fighter's cockpit as well and hold the little orbs and pretend you were we should stick those photos up as well yeah we have photos of us that can be and we should send that on to to Japan as well along with this podcast see yep it was I mean like we need to recommend it if any listeners are going to end up in Japan but it was pretty fucking great it didn't disappoint which is mir- miraculous given yeah. how high my expectations were. And G-Dome hurt my neck as much oh, yeah, as I expected it to. <laughs> so if you like to watch films on a ceiling, on a ceiling <laughs> dome... I think the problem as well is there was lots of fly-pasts, so like the phoenix would fly over your head and you would have to try and rotate around and see what it was doing. Yeah. There was... Um, a board where you could leave, you could do drawing or leave notes to talk about your stay, and they would go up onto a big board. They were they were quite good. The, the, the standard of art good. was that was painfully the thing. Quite a few places you would like we when we went to the uh, the Capcom bar, the Capcom bar had a guest book, and people were drawing fan art, and you would expect scribbles, but it was like a beautiful Chun Li professional, and, yeah, stuff. And, uh, it's like an art book. Yeah, pretty much just was it. It was just a uh, random another, in the door. Another thing, of course, was Strict G. Oh yeah, the clothes shop. We, yeah, I don't. Nobody bought any Strict G. Did I they? bought Strict G the last time I was there. I bought a Gundam foot keyring made of actual metal. You got your phone cover. Was that? Oh Strict yeah, actually, I bought, um, I bought a phone cover which actually broke a month into having it, and I had to replace it with something better, which was. Unfortunate. Ah, oh, boring. Did it break? I just dropped it off a table and the corner cracked. So you broke it then? I, well, I dropped it. When you that drop really a phone, nice. with so obviously it'll made a fucking. Yeah, well, if it's a phone case, it's supposed to keep you. Is is Universal Century? Is it Gundarium or is it Gundanium in Universal Century? Because I know it changes Gundarium. between two. 
Changes between them quiz or mid podcast. Gundarium alloy or danium. I I think it's anyway. My joke was, it's obviously not made out of gundarium alloy. (laughs) Record it twice with both pronunciations. It's obviously not made out of gundarium (laughs) alloy. Then we'll save it in the end. Don't worry. But so, um, yeah, it was it was yeah. just base base start to finish. It was constant bombardment with Gundam imagery. Even oh, the subway station had like the origin yeah, poster. Another thing, sorry, from the Gundam front that I loved was the wall that had all the ships. Oh yeah, and just and to see scale. the scale oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. against one another. That was really good. And it, what was frustrating was I wanted a photo of it so bad, but it's actually so incredibly massive you can't get all of it in there was also a it was like a um, split cockpit and you could get a picture in that as well oh the unicorn cockpit yeah (laughs) a lot of pictures didn't turn out that very we didn't I've not seen that you've still got the picture of me I've not seen that one they don't, they yeah, really work, unfortunately. Not, it wasn't a very good display, so it didn't I wasn't really like, You gotta see this, man. It came out so good. It just looks like us standing behind a cardboard cow. Basically, yeah. basically <laughs> we have to talk about the best the best Gundam thing in our entire Japan trip, which was, of course, Gundam Cafe. Well, yeah, we yeah. went to all three Gundam cafes I'm in very Japan. Proud yeah, of us. Very proud of yeah, we did. <laughs> we went to the one in Akihabara and we got a sit-down meal. Yeah. Meal air quotes, but mine was pretty good. I got the at guy yeah. curry. It was cute and it tasted like yeah. average curry. I got the hyakushiki omelet, which was just an omelet, but it had be- the symbol had been burned, which is them on the shoulder of the hyakushiki. Only so good an omelet can be. Yeah, I feel it's like. just egg. You're just eating an egg with a ten symbol on it. Um, so that was okay, and but the coffee I had the Harrow coffee, and the Harrow I don't know how they managed. He's it, still buzzing from the Harrow. Still coffee. buzzing from the Harrow <laughs> coffee six months later, but it was vile coffee. I'm surprised they managed to mess it up that badly, considering it was just vile. Wasn't the fucking TripAdvisor? It was. Really? It was really. You had it's it as well. Vile. I had the Jaburo coffee, and yeah. it is. Milk. I had the the Black was, TriStars cocktail. It was pretty good. But then the best part of it was well, I was I was I was the first to experience. I went right. That Harrow coffee's been through me. I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> went into the toilet and it was like, wow, it's set up like. Um, the, actually, should I do a spoiler warning just in case? Because I think it's a good surprise for people. We could just not tell people. I I, I think we should leave the the toilet. Mystery. Okay, okay. Well, I'll just the say toilet is you amazing. Gotta, you gotta go to the toilet. Uh, another amazing. great thing about that, I have Gundam Cafe is the news reports oh, by yeah, Kai. Like Kai. Yeah. Such a great treat. Uh, the meal I got was the the standard Gundam. Uh, at oh the, yeah, the uh, pasta. The pasta with uh, the V-fin made out of garlic bread <laughs> and a, a little tomato for the what do you call the middle bit of a V-fin? Uh, the camera. It's sometimes the camera. The camera it's often the camera. Yeah, but uh, it was. No, incredible. No, <laughs> one of the one of the highlights of the Akihabara Gundam Cafe was the when we were getting a picture taken outside it and like the kind of friendly oh, friendly salary yeah. stopped and took our picture. Yeah, he was nice. like totally like physically contorting himself. Yeah, he was like he was a pretty old guy and he got right down on right his down knees. on his haunches. I was worried he wasn't going to come back up. Took a bunch of pictures of his feet. <laughs> then he got us in the end. No, he got us a good photo. He really wanted to get a good photo of us. <laughs> what did we eat in Gundam Front? Oh, we got the kind of weird sausage. I got this like a basically a so it's basically like a Greg's sausage roll, but the pastry was shaped like a Gundam. It was and more it was waffly than puff pastry. Yeah, it was. It was all right. It was okay. It was. 
You had a Haro? I had a Haro soda, which I thought was delicious. I'm sure it's just kind of standard melon soda, yeah. but it's still pretty sad. I had, I had the Camille soda as well. I don't know, was it the... What was in the Camille soda? Pla- I think it might have been the Plasky part, particle, actually. It was a, a pear and lemon soda. That was really good as well. But I think that was in the... McDaniels. McDaniels. Oh yeah, but well, the third gun. Yeah, we one to, of the, we kind of got yeah. lucky in this. They were running a McDaniels promotion at the third Gundam Cafe, which we went to on our yeah, last day. McDaniels being the analog for McDonald's and Zeta Gundam. Where it was the egg hangout. I thought it was really good. Like that, it was genuinely good. We yeah, ch- that was we, I would one. I would eat a Slager burger right now. Happily, <laughs> what did? Did we sh- we shared two burgers between us? Yeah, yeah we, got we, the Zaku we got the Zaku and, and Slager. We hedged our bets a wee bit and just got two burgers. They were pretty good. good. And the knife and fork has uh, as a commander Zaku. Oh yeah, fin. so it does. Yeah, shaped like a fin. People cool. people say the food shit, but I wouldn't let that discourage you if you yeah, are going to go. Oh, I mean, the, I, if, if you're a Gundam fan and you went, I wasn't overpriced or anything. So. That's, that's the thing is, you, you eat so much good food in Japan that maybe it's good to keep yourself honest by having an occasionally average meal, just so you <laughs> appreciate the other food much more. Yes. There were also gacha machines with a lot of Gundam tie-ins. Yeah. They were surprisingly varied, I thought. Yeah, there was a lot of... Like, I always, first time I went to Japan, I found like there was maybe like one series of gacha per anime or manga, and you saw them everywhere, but there was like we, we just kept finding yeah. different Gundam mm. ones. My favourite... Would have to be the Zakus and Doms in business. Salaries in the shore suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like the um, big Zam window sticker as well, mm. which was with with the new type ghost coming out the back of it. My favorite was the the Gundam front badges. Oh yeah, I lost th- two of the three of me. You kept getting a noise because you kept getting shit Gundams. Yeah, I, re- I basically re-rolled a bunch of times. I eventually got New Gundam. I had New Gundam, Strike Gundam, and F91. And I lost Strike Gundam and New Gundam in Japan because I put them on my bag right away because I was so excited. And they must be I didn't need to roll. I got Zeta Gundam and yeah. RX-78. You did pretty well. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, do any of us? I mean, if you guys had to pick like one hot tip for a shop or a particular gunpla-related experience, uh, um, you only had to do one. You'd probably do the Gundam front because you wanted to see the one-one Gundam. And you, there's a gunpla shop there. There's a Gundam merchandise shop there. There's a Gundam cafe there, and there's the museum. So. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was really good, but I didn't think the Gunpla selection was particularly... Yeah, I mean, if you're going specifically for Gunpla, probably somewhere else. But if you only had one day, I found, like, the the Gunpla section of, of Mandaraki and Nakano Broadway. Nakano Broadway's, like, it's quite far out, but it's like a kind of wee... It's like a wee shopping mall. It reminds me of, like, fucking Falkirk Inn shops. <laughs> it's totally bizarre, but... There's, like, Mandaraki in there is over many floors, and, like, the Gundam selection in there is just absolutely top-notch. Yeah. Um, they're all second-hand, but that doesn't mean that they've been opened. They're just... People yeah. have bought them and then sold them on. Um, they had a, a, a perfect grade Mark II for like £40. Yeah, it's crazy. They're cheap. I mean, they I had the, uh, the cup noodle. Yeah, they had the well. cup noodle. The, re- the not for resale <laughs> cup noodle gun. <laughs> for Freaking resale. <laughs> but I mean, that'd be my, that'd be mine, I'd say. Uh, that yeah. Nakano Broadway Mandarake. Probably, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think if you were specifically looking for loads of gunpla, it probably would be Mandarake. You'd probably want to go to. What about you? You get any? Well, I would. I would say check out Yodabashi camera 
as well. Yeah, and you're the best all to offer us, aside from Gunpla as well. But just and then get in there and get out. Get along to Don Quixote for your fucking sailor costume. Why, when I Google Sailor Moon, is there not more more fan art? Like it's. Is this a new section? <laughs> no, it's just, just me being it's angry, or, angry with the world. Like. Yeah, it's, we were well, sports mention where we were in Don Quixote, we saw Sela and Amaro dress up costumes, which were very overpriced considering it was just plastic sheets. Essentially. Hey, do you want an incredible night? <laughs> so, yeah, that was Japan. Um, it was good. Um, we had a great time. I'm not sure Jim <laughs> enjoyed himself. No, so much, I had a great time. I just apart from all the time you spent on the floor. Oh yeah. Well, this is. I think the problem for me was dragging your nails down your face. I was I'm very warm, not having enough to drink. It's fine, man. You don't. I'm, I'm okay. Don't have I've to survived. Fine. I'm it's fine. Good. We just. I had a. I, I had, had a great time as well. It's just obviously <laughs> I care so much about gunplay that the, the stress got to me. Built a lot of kits that's come back from Japan. I've managed to slim down my whole backlog down to just the GM sniper and the mock. Um, so I built my star winning. I built my real grade. Those are two kits in your backlog. Uh, just two, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just I like I like building gunpla. For every one kit I build, I probably buy three. <laughs> so it's like I've taken. I haven't bought the only thing I've bought since I got. Well, I bought two actually. I bought the. X1 Kai and the Tryon. Those are the only two kits I've bought since I got back from Japan. You're going to tell us about the Tryon, I believe. Yeah, you? sure. I'll, try, I'll mention the Tryon then. So, um, so uh, obviously, I think everyone's favourite kit from Build Fighters Try was the Tryon. It was kind of the breakout star of the show. So, obviously, I had to get a kit when it became available. Um, it's a decent kit. Um, it's very, very repurposed from the. Gundam Double Zeta hybrid. I think maybe of all the runners, even though there is a ton of runners, maybe three of them. It's are a big box. Original, yeah, it's a huge box for a hybrid. It's like a, master, it's like a small master grade. I compared it to my mock, and I could stack three mocks up to try on three. It's just that big a box. Um, but very little in the way of new runners. Um, most of the runners that were new are for the Liger chess piece and some of the kind of ridiculous but also really cool pieces that attach to the legs and arms, the big flaps and the claws, and also the tiger backpack. Do you think it's kind of held back by the fact that so much of it is just the old Double Zeta kit? I think so, yeah, because, um, I mean, obviously the kit does look a lot like the Double Zeta, so it makes sense to reuse Double Zeta parts, but... I don't think... I know me and you aren't massive fans of the original Double Zeta's design. I think, the I think they've improved okay, it. But, it's, um, a bit, it's, always a, it's a bit boxy. Like. It is a bit boxy, but I think with the, the Liger chest piece and the big backpack and the sword and stuff, it looks pretty cool. It can he hold the sword up, though, is it that? It can. I tried my best. Um, it comes with the, the really big buster swords. Um, if, if you watch the episode where the Tri-Fighters fight, um, the Tri-On, it uses a massive sword to write a big G in the sky. And that's one of the probably the coolest things the Tryon does, and I really wanted to recreate the sword pose. But um, no matter what I tried, no matter how, even if the poses didn't look cool, I tried to do some structurally sound things to make it hold the sword. But it would still just just need to buy an action fall, base for the fall sword. forward on its sword. And I think it's just a case of the arms don't have enough. Maybe again from being reused by the Double Zeta. But sorry. 
I'll keep you. I keep misusing the mic. Just stop looking at the box. You don't have to look at the box. It's fine. I just like, I do like using it as a reference. Um, I'll bring it over. (laughs) I'll Um, hold it directly in front of the microphone. But yeah, um, but yeah, the arms just aren't strong enough to hold up the sword. Um, It was fun to build though. Um, It was quite a long kit for a high grade. Got a lot of pieces. I feel like it's going to become an emerging thread because something I want to talk about is like the weakness of arm joints. Yeah, it's not the first time it's come up on this podcast. Bandai's engineers. It's kind of weird. You can always buy third-party polycaps, yeah. but I mean, it's a bit of a... But yeah, I think if I wanted to put in the sword pose, I'd have to buy a little um, stand to prop it up. But I've got it in a kind of cool... Or you could do you do what I did with the crossbow, and it's like once you've decided on your pose, just glue it all together. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to move ever again, but... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a good kit, and it's kind of fun. I was actually kind of mulling over the idea of build, building a second one so that I could have the try-on, and it's three... Um, Beasts. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, just because you can, with uh, action bases, you could create a kind of three tiered thing. Yeah, that'd um, be really cool. Yeah, I think that'd probably look kind of cool. Does it come with a lot of stickers or? Um, it comes with a fair amount of stickers. I didn't, didn't, um, I didn't use most of them. I painted most of the detail myself just because I didn't like the stickers. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, stickers for like the teeth and some of the detail in the arms and the flaps, but. Um, it's not nothing too tricky. So if you're all right with a paintbrush, you could probably um, do it yourself. Cool. So would you do you recommend it then? You think if you like the try on, yeah. But How is the transformation gimmick? Is it kind of fun uh, or cool? Or? It's it's okay because I know like kit transformations range from like all right to excruciating. Yeah, uh, it's it's an easy transformation. It's basically just a parts former where you just. You take the Liger off the chest, you remove the backpack, you stick the Liger head on the Liger body, and then the legs become the the bird, and the rest of it becomes the other thing. Uh, the, I'm not it's even like sure a mantle. It's like a mantle It's got claws. It's got claws, yeah. I'm not sure what specific animal it's supposed to be, if any. But it is yeah, supposed it's, to be an animal. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I'm not good with animals, just robots. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a case of pulling it apart and sticking things on other things. I didn't find it fit. In like, your defence, you knew it was a liger, I just thought it was a lion. Oh, how, do you, how do you feel about Ibo then? <laughs> Ibo, that fucking Ibo. Sony dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I just, I just totally blanked. I was like, what is an Ibo? So like, is that a Gundam? Oh. But Pro- yeah, um, the only reason I know it's a Liger is because I've watched enough Super Robot anime to know the difference between Liger and Tiger. Uh, not, not, a, not a lot of nature <laughs> documentaries. But yeah, I'd say get it if you're a fan of the try-on and you're okay with a couple of technical quotes. Generally the way it goes with Kit says, if you think, if you like how it looks, then yeah, um, just maybe not I mean, the most exciting build in the Once world. it's built and posed, it's six and a half a dozen, really. But yeah, I had, I had fun building it because I like the kit, cool. so... Should Go we start it. giving kits number ratings? Do you want to give it a number rating? Uh, okay, sure. I'll give it a... Three out of ten. Try on three out of try ten. On, try on three out of ten. No, uh, I'll go with a six out of ten. Oh, I thought it was going to be a seven. A six or Well, I think... Well, okay, are we okay, going yeah. video game right, okay, ratings uh, or real ratings? If you... Yeah, <laughs> if you, essential. If you could, I guess a Gunpla Dust I guess essential. a Gunpla Dust recommended. Um... Okay, it gets a Gunpla Dust recommended if you like try on. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> it gets a Gunpla Dust. It's okay. 
Right, so I'm going to be talking about the high new Gundam Vrabe, which is from the Build Fighters Amazing manga. Yeah. And it's the mobile suit of... Yeah, Yuki. Tatsuya Yuki. Tatsuya Yuki. Ma- Kawaguchi. Yeah. When he was a young lad. Um, I've not read any of Build Fighters Amazing it's because okay. it's, I wasn't aware there was a. It's an okay. It's, I think it's quick. There's a couple. Of. It's um, it's like an origin. It was published at the same time as the original Build Fighter series, and it kind of serves as backstory for Tatsuya Yuki, who's Majin Kawaguchi. But yeah, um, uh, I think it looked it looked interesting because I've always liked the design. Of the high new, I maybe prefer the high new to the regular new. It's just mm-hmm. slightly. It's close. It's definitely close. I but like I mean, both. I know the high grade's an old kit, and the new master grade's incredibly expensive. So this seemed like a good choice. It's slightly sleeker than the standard high new, and it comes with a lot more stuff because it's a build fighter's kit. Yeah, obviously. I really like the the shield. Um, I don't think that's the standard um, high new Gundam shield. Actually. No, it's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> It comes with all the parts but one to make the standard shield, which oh, I was kind of disappointed about. But I think the new shield looks a little bit cooler, actually. It is cool. Um, they obviously had big plans in terms of the the customizability because the Lev A and the Lev D parts came out, obviously, from the from the manga as well. Um, so things that I thought were interesting is, as with every Build Fighters kit, it comes with a few runners from the original high-grade, high-new. But one thing that's really, really cool is they changed the colour separation slightly and the thing I love the most is all the grey parts, you know any, if you've ever built a, ever built a Gundam, you know how much like that horrible grey you get for inner frames and yeah. detail and stuff. Instead of doing it in that standard grey, they made it this kind of gunmetal, dark silver colour, which is pretty great because I mean that's the yeah. colour that people paint their inner frames and stuff mm-hmm. anyway. So yeah. that gets massive props for me. Um, the silver parts with it are really nice too. Um, in general, the colour separation in the runners are all great with one complaint I got the sticker sheet here it's a tiny sticker sheet in it's defence but these stickers here there's like comes with two I'd say fairly large blue stickers that cover part of the backpack and it's just why would you make such a great kit and then completely ruin one of the parts with these horrible stickers it's those stickers that are there, you can see they have these kind of cuts around the perimeter that mm. bend around yeah, the part like you, you can like never that. get those nah, to apply correctly it's always a gap never. Yeah. it's just you think for the sake of, you know, we'd have a, a 10 out of 10 on our hands as opposed to a 9 out of 10, as opposed to an essential, as opposed to recommended, <laughs> that they just give it a rest with the terrible stickers. Yeah. Um, and also, the other sticker sheet you get for the, the shoulder and that, if you take them off the sheet and put them on the part, they're too big for the part. It's like, so I had to cut it down substantially with a knife. And I mean, it's not a major complaint, but if you're a kid, you're going to be like, just bang it on and be like, it, it doesn't. It doesn't fit. It's yeah. like, why can they make such amazing kits, but their stickers are so terrible? I found when I had that experience, I would use the paint marker to before applying. I would just do the the edges with the yeah, paint marker in the idea, same color, yeah. mm. and it's still not ideal. It wasn't as seamless as I'd hoped, but. It works. That works so. well for dark stickers, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had to build the God Gundam, um, the God Gundam's got big black stickers on the legs. Um, so basically, any kind of little imperfections or gaps, basically just painted over them, and it seems to cover up pretty nicely. I decided I decided early on that I was enjoying the kit so much that I wasn't going to use any of the stickers. 
So I just opted to paint everything that needed a sticker. Um, normally I would have used the markers, but this time I figured I'd get some spray paint. So it was my first out in my spray paint, and it's pretty good. Um, it's very easy once you get the hang of masking parts. Like, I masked the gun. I've got the gun here, and it looks all right. It's a nice gun for like my first attempt. White parts look pretty good. Yeah. I had to do it a couple to give you a look there. Give you a look at it. So yeah, I mean. The only thing I found about spray painting is I think it's going to be an expensive thing to do for full kits because I've only really done three or four parts in some detail, but already I've maybe used like half a can of each color, and oh. I can see that becoming a very yeah. expensive habit. But um, I mean, that's not really the kit's fault. I just chose to spray yeah. paint, so I'm definitely going to be painting more stuff with spray cans in the future. It looks a lot better than using the horrible stickers, but yeah, definitely. The actual kit itself is, is really nice though, it's different enough from the high grade high new that you could put it alongside it and it's still like different kits. Yeah. Um, the way the fin funnels work on the backpack is very nice, it's these kind of large wings yeah. almost, they're more kind of wing like than the, because I like on the regular high new they mostly poke out the back All right, yeah. a wee bit off to the side rather than so have the, being spread out. Yeah, I have the robot Damashi high new Gundam and it can do the full rotation, it looks kind of cool. Ah, cool, so, yeah. yeah. And you get this, the 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 deal with the, the Vrabe has the Vrabe booster, which is where you can basically take off the backpack, the two swords mounted on the back, the wings, and turn it into like a, what looks like a laser chicken. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Large cool. flying bird. That, I like it. One thing I like about the bird though is you can open its mouth and put the beam saber in its mouth, so it looks <laughs> like it's actually firing a laser. It's really sweet. And that's that's where the, the build fighter kits really shine, is like there's just wee touches here and there that... It's like kind of rein, like like I said, I think they're basically selling as their old kits again, but enough reinvention to make it well, worth There wasn't well. a beam chicken in the original high new gun. You're right, so. there wasn't. So it's a really really good kit though. Um, I'm almost finished with it. I bought some decals for it from from Samuel Decal. That was my first experience buying yeah. stuff from him as well, and it's been a very positive. You check one. Out actually, I've got a couple of kits I'd like to decal. Yeah, that's definitely. So no, it's, it's a really good kit. Um, so how many Slaggers out of 10 or Garmas out of 10? Yeah. Which we need a, a rating system. Slaggers and Garmas, that's a different scale. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're maybe four Slaggers to each Garma. So. How many mass-produced big Zams <laughs> out of 10? I'd give it nine mass-produced <laughs> big Zams okay. out of 10. It's a very, very good kit. And with like a tiny wee bit of work, you can make it look really, really good. Um, it's it's good. Um, there are other late build fighters kits that might be better, but I mean, certainly out of the two or three build fighters kits I've built, this is definitely the best yeah. one. So, and it's huge. I mean, you saw it earlier, like yeah, the it footprint of the kit for a high grade is, yeah, yeah. is massive, and it only came in a wee box as well. well so, very no, very, very good. I loved, I loved building this kit. Though, hopefully, get it finished soon so I can get some photos up. But yeah. Nine big zams. That's nine big zams speaks for itself. Yeah, it kind of it's almost sold me on going back to exclusively building high grades instead of master grades. Yeah, but the only thing that bums me out about high grades is the color separation and the weapons is so bad. Yeah, it's usually just because as well as the plastic. as well as the the high new gun, you get like the regular bazooka, mm -hmm. like the new Gundam bazooka, and it's just two bits of plastic. My high grade weapons tend to stay in the box. Yeah, most of them are not great. They're just, they are for decoration, almost. Which is a shame, but I mean, I guess they fixed it with real grades. 
Speaking of real grade, what have you what have you been building? You started with real grade. I I started a Zaku two real grade, but I'm I'm nowhere. It's it's how slower. Are you find, how are you finding it compared to high grade? Um, it's, it has surprised me just how much of a fiddle and <laughs> much fiddle it is. Just I I expected it, of course, to be a bit more complicated, a bit slower, but. It's it's really and real grade Zaku two is like the king of fiddliness though that's like I think by far the most fiddly Zaku because um, it's, it's only the second real grade ever and also it has a bunch of annoying details and uh, I think just just because like some sort of strange mental change happens because you know no this is real grade so I'm going to be even more meticulous with every part <laughs> nice. so. I've probably could have gotten a lot more done by now if I wasn't being quite so are there finicky. Sp- are there springs with the real grid? There are springs. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I found like a classic hashtag just gunpla things is like your spring pinging off oh, to yeah. the side of the room. It's happened every single kit I've built with a spring. I've lost as long the as it doesn't happen there. when all the Zaku's uh, tubing is part of the whole kit uh, easily. I think it has. A, it's, it's the same with the master grade. It's like. As much as I love like a goof and a Zaku, every time I look at the kit, I'm like, ah, oh, it's got these it's pipes. The pipes <laughs> but yeah, so far, I mean, I, I would give the legs uh, seven Garmus. Seven. <laughs> so that's 280 sluggers. <laughs> no, 28, sorry. I got wildly carried away. Just thinking about Garma. Um, other kits I've built since last time would be uh, an SD crossbone and did a bit uh, of brush painting on that, right? Yeah, that was the the very first time I tried to use the paint markers because horrible stickers. The um the fin the fins on it were they wanted me to put stickers on to make them oh, yellow, oh, and oh, it's okay. like. I suppose it's an SD, so SDs have even more stickers than usual, but that's still... Mm. So I have to get the markers out. For I'm not that. sure if like if you, there's a particular particular issue with yellow parts, but there's, like, there's a lot of kits require you to put, because that, that double O high grade has yellow stickers on the fin, and then the tall geese, the wings on the flight pods on the tall geese are yellow stickers oh. as well, which is a shame. One thing I find about the paint markers is like some of them are fine, but do you have a white one? I have a white. The white so ones aren't great. Thin. They're thin. Yeah, yeah it's so like thin. you'll be you'll be going over a couple of times. When I painted that the bazooka on the Thunderbolt Zaku, that was like some serious blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> it's like just doing it again and again. When I was making the Nobel Gundam, her garter, the red garter that was going over, a lot of times just once because you know you you want. That's where everyone's going to be checking to see if you've done it right. <laughs> so that red paint is like, oh, check again. Oh, it's thinned a bit over again. But we got it. We got it. Oh, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> it looks good in the end. And then the Neo Xeong SD um, took a lot more work than I expected. You know, just being an SD, you think. It's just an SD, and of course it turns out to be it is the biggest kit I've made. Yeah. And uh, those modern SDs are really good as well. They have a lot of, but yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Really good kit, 
starts just starts to get difficult at the very last yeah. stage, I think, because you know, getting the what's his name, Sinanju, Sinanju inside, and yeah, it's got to close. You got to close the the body of the New Zealand around the Sinanju, and that yeah. that part was tricky and just a little stressful because <laughs> y- you don't want to. Hurt your oh, poor little Saint Andrew. What you always have is like doing any posing, anything, putting parts together. Like so much palpies putting a model together is like just sweating all the panel lining up. <laughs> it's like God, God damn it, God damn it. Just waiting for the click. <laughs> ah, it's distressing. But so, you, well, I mean, you've not built your master grade yet, but do you think any particular grade you're going to favour going forward, or you just think you're going to stick to buying whatever kits you like the look of? Uh, this I do still I look at high grades first and then it's, I mean a kit that I would really like is a high grade turn A but I'm swayed on that one to the master grade because it comes with a cow it comes so, with a cow it comes so, with a Gundam hammer as well yeah it comes with a lot of good stuff so that's how fickle I am there's, there's, I will <laughs> whichever one I just Whichever seems to have the nicest version of the kit that yeah. I want. I'm not too worried about maintaining the correct aspect yeah. ratios. Mm. I built the high grade turn at the start of the year. It's a really good kit because um, obviously it's a 2014. So it's really nice, nicely made and it's got a lot of nice detail. So if you panel line it, it brings out a lot of detail in the arms and legs. I think we were all talking about how much we want a Kapil. Oh, well. yeah. I, it's a very, cool. very Currently wanted like no kit, I think. Yeah. And you say there's a chance we'll be seeing Kapoor well, uh, on the box? Kapoor's on the front of the box on the HG. Um, just art-wise? Uh, like, uh, yeah, right. yeah, just um, uh, just as art. But it kind of makes you hope. So yeah, I mean, that's it for kits. Um, cheers, as always, for sharing your kits with us, the ones yeah. that you've built. It's always good to see. It's, I feel like every week now, someone's getting their yeah, first, yeah, first compa. I'm not saying we're responsible. <laughs> I'd like to think we had a little more. Yeah, just a little responsible for some of them. Because they've said. Thought I heard a girl's name. But that kid looks like a boy. But that kid looks like a boy. But that kid looks like a boy. But that kid looks As always, um, we're continuing to look at various series and films within the Gundam universe on each episode. And this time, uh, we're going to talk about. The origin, um, yeah. both I guess the manga and uh, the OVAs, which are brand new. Um, the first one came out in I think it was March or April this year. Um, uh, really good. Um, some of my favourite Gundam stuff for sure. I don't know about you guys. What did you think? Of? Well, if if the standard oh, set by the first one continues to the rest, I can see it easily being in the top yeah. three. I like, I like that they started with. The volume five yeah. stuff as well. Obviously, it's never been animated, so it was yeah. nice to see some. I would hope brand um, new stuff. It seems like it's pretty popular. I think the intention originally, the only ones they've only announced the um, Shar flashbacks as OVA so far. So it would be really great if after they've got through Shar's origin, um, they touched on some of the stuff that's already been seen in Mobile Suit Gundam. But it would be good to see in new and new animation. It would be really good. I want to see a CG white base. <laughs> a lot of the CG took a lot of stick, but I really like it. Yeah, actually. the CG was fine actually. I didn't, I, in the trailers, I was kind of worried, but it looked okay. The CG on the suits, I thought was yeah. perfectly good. 
But, and I know some people are furious hearing that because I've seen so much, as you say, that people just absolutely hate it. But I, I don't know if they just don't realise how hard animating uh, robots is. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like animating people or anything that's, you know... There's no squash and stretch. Yeah, you know, there's like yeah. every frame. If you if you do it wrong, it looks terrible. So it's incredibly difficult. I think you using just say CG that, but there are so many pictures out there of the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, like Stretch Armstrong, like you can draw a person a little bit wrong. Yeah, and it's okay. But robots look like disasters. But the CG during things like on the road yeah and there was a, i think a horse running on a road and there was a cg hill that stuff did look yeah. a bit ropey the, the i don't remember that yeah. but all all the 2d like the characters look great i love the style of the origin and it, you know it's i love when anime is a bit cartoony like it's not like trapped yeah. in anime style that we're all used to where they just look like these stock images. I think there's a, ca- there's a case to be made for sort of the Universal Century and especially Mobile Suit Gundam being the most serious of the storylines but they managed to make it in a way that's not po-faced mm. which I think a lot of Gundam suffers from Yeah, as being totally po-faced. I yeah. did get a good laugh out of um, Rambaral going to save Sailor's cat yeah. From ah, yeah, see, that's the, well good. That's like, like that's just a good little, like a little joke, and you kind of don't really expect it from Universal Century Gundam, but stuff like that is just kind of it makes it makes like Rambaral himself also yeah, a little bit more likable as a character. It's endearing, yeah. Like, and even near to the end, I don't know. Put spoiler warnings. I, mean, I, I would hope that any Gundam fans listening have already seen, but during their escape. The fact that there's even a bit of... Com- I won't say what it is, though, but there's even a bit of comedy there. Yeah. But it it fits in fine. Yeah, like it's, it it's still just... Basically, the origin was very well made. Yeah. <laughs> the, o- the OVA in the, the, the manga series as well is a great reminder that Mobile Suit Gundam is the best. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> such a good story. Like, mm. Yeah. So- oh, actually, that's something I meant to say back about the Japan stuff. If you're a Gundam fan going over to see Gundam stuff if for some reason you're not mad on original Gundam and you just like the other things you might be a d- bit disappointed because like as big as Gundam is in Japan the focus is very much on yeah, they love, the original they love the original you're not going to see lots of wing you're not going to see lots of you'll see wing some, and G Gundam and stuff are kind of almost forgotten about there's it quite much. a lot of seed it was seed, seed, I think seed in original Gundam. Yeah. Anything else is kind of neglected. Just for anyone who, for some reason, does not like the original Gundam but plans to go to Japan for Gundam stuff. Mm. Yeah. Zaku has almost become like a little mascot in some ways. Um, even when we were in kind of uh, Nikko, which is kind of a smaller village, um, about two hours away from Tokyo, and one of the days we were in Japan, um, you would see random shops with... Uh, Zaku's in the window and menus with a whole well, there was a little Zaku holding a menu in one of the windows of the restaurants which is just you wouldn't expect it but it was very mm. cute 
So Owen and I have been reading the Origin manga very recently as well. Mm. Um, and it's, it's really... We echo the same sentiments, I guess, that it really... The, the, I mean, the original story of Mobile Suit Gundam was always great, but you know maybe the, and this this the original show was really good as well. You were saying that actually recently. You watched the series, yeah, because you'd only seen the movies prior, and uh, I I loved it. And I've having watched the origin and started reading the origin mangas and watched the original series. I I'm not sure if I would recommend the films as much as I previously did. I think people what, should chance the I think, I think the biggest the problem is, is the show. I'm not sure the show would be a great starting I think point, you, I think, yeah, I think part of your enjoyment of the original series might be that you're now a fan, mm. more so. I feel like the movies are a good introduction to see if you'll like what this is. The only thing I find about the movies is you've got three movies that are they're almost two and a half hours long each, which is actually that's quite a long yeah, sit. Yeah. Like if I can see many people ending up sticking on the movies and then watching them in parts, mm-hmm. at, at which point you kind of might as well be watching the show because then you can watch it in these chunks. It's a bit more digestible as the series than as the movies almost. I know a lot of people say the movies are the best way, the easiest way to do it, but... I think the series might be easier unless you're unless you're happy to watch two and a half hours of a show. Okay, well, listen. And you really like the gun parry and things like that. <laughs> Just like switching off as soon as you get to gun Zacrello. <laughs> you get Zacrello and you get um the Gian and Gian Beave as well. Gian yeah. as well, of course. And I, I like Gian. I don't know if Gian's pretty great. <laughs> I do like the Gen. It's pretty cool. It's really, it really, I think it really makes you appreciate the original story on a whole new level because what happened to so many of the original people involved and still having the original vision at its core, it's really, a, it's really a tightening up of everything mm. yeah. that's in Mobile Suit Gundam. It's a refinement. Which there is seems no, to sound like a cliche, but there's no Bandai influence this time. So yes, <laughs> unfortunately, I mean we're a Gunpla podcast, so obviously we're Bandai biased. It seems to celebrate all the best stuff. That like that everyone seems to agree is like this is what we like most about Gundam and it's more of that and just a bit more bombastic and a bit more I don't want to say more serious but just certain things like the weight of situations seems greater because yeah, it's I agree. it's not like you don't feel that it's kind of still got to be a kids show and you know they want to tell a war story that is not celebrating war it's kind of like this it's quite horrible for these people to be going through this and the origin seems to nail that tone it's like if on one side we have pubes and on the other <laughs> side you have selling toys the origin is straight straight down the middle it's, yes, the, it's, it's the the best iteration of pubes, uh, I hope people I hope people have a point of reference for pubes and yeah. we've spoke about it before yeah. go back to episode the genius one of Tommy you <laughs> worth noting uh, if you have an Android or an iOS device you can download an app called Comic Walker which is uh, Kadokawa maybe it is the manga publishers um, and they have an English version of the rap and they have the first two volumes of the origin up there for free with the colour panels so 
if you don't want to pirate or read Scanlies and manga. But it took a very long time for me to feel like I was invested in manga. Normally, I just won't read manga at all because an anime is a manga only. It has colour and movement you and audio and music. But I think with a package as nice as The Origin, it definitely made me feel more invested in, in what yeah, I was reading. You'll probably... Be, It'll probably be easier for you to engage with it if you've bought a physical volume. But if you're yes. nervous about it, you could maybe try it out. They are quite expensive. They are expensive volumes, yeah. Well, I find you do find yourself on pages stopping to really take in just what incredible yeah. work has gone into it. It's, it's I think I remember um, it's volume five, I think, is the one um, with uh, um, all the original events that took place in... Blue-Eyed Castle, and there's a series of colour pages where um, Dozel is um, a part of the assassination attempt on the Zabby brother, whose name has the escaped new, me. The new Zabby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Zabby, or whatever his Jimmy. name was. Um, <laughs> Jimmy. What the elder ego? Zabby brother. Like the, the chippy eaten. <laughs> Looks like he's had a few too many chippies. But yeah, there's a series of colour pages there where um, Dozo basically survives an assassination, and I think that was ah. like absolutely... Had to stop and take a few minutes because it looked absolutely spectacular. Right, so we asked some, we just asked for some questions from our good friends, our fans, the Gun Plus Us listeners. And we got some bellers, so we're going to get through them just now. Space Titanium asks, there's a damn lot of them, so what are the essential worthwhile Gundam video games? Surely they aren't all crap. One Extreme Versus. Extreme Versus is the one that most people will say. Um, it's a arcade versus fighting game with pretty much every Gundam universe up to... Age, I think. Um, it's quite a technical, difficult game to get into. Um, if you've ever played the Virtual On series, um, it's very similar to that, where you lock on to your enemies, um, and that's the only camera control you've got. Um, because um, it's a Japanese arcade game, so people, when they go and play it in an arcade, play it with one joystick and four buttons. Ah, it's a huge phenomenon yeah. as well. It's like every arcade has 20, yeah, yeah, 20 30 Extreme Versus it's cams. It's the most popular arcade game in Japan, from what I understand. Um, I think not just because it's a Gundam game, but also because it's kind of appreciated as a very we, well-made we game. We played a few games as well, me, yeah. and, me and Owen, of course, being amateurs and yeah, it was Jim, kind of Jim being the professional. I've played a fair amount of Extreme Versus and uh, Full Boost, which is kind of the second iteration of it. Um, and I was feeling myself a wee bit when I sat down. And it was me, you, Owen, and a random Japanese guy. I had the random Japanese guy on my team, and we still lost. And I lost so badly that I had zero uh, kills. At the no, end. that was... Oh, wait, no. You were on my team. You were oh, like, I was on you your were team. Like, I'll go Exia. I'm really good with Exia. I'm good with the Exia. Just you not fucking are. <laughs> you I've absolutely are. We were, so it was, well, you were on a team with the Japanese guy. Aye. Like he was heavy arms, mind that guy. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, that's why we lost. But no, <laughs> I, I, I... Yeah, um, I kind of embarrassed myself. But it's a really good game. Um, you can get it for cheap. Um, it is good. It's cheap to play in the arcades as well. It's cheap to play it's in like, the arcades. Um, well, the only thing is, uh, there's three iterations of it. There's Extreme Versus, Extreme Versus Full Boost, and Extreme Versus Maxi Boost. Um, Maxi Boost has never come out for consoles, but they've kind of worked around it by giving you a lot of the mobile suits from Maxi Boost as oh, DLC for Full Boost. But that's kind of expensive, so the money you save buying a cheap copy of Full Boost will kind of be undercut by 
having to buy certain mobile suits like Sharzaku. My experience like of playing it on PS3 was that it's it's good, but it has a very sharp learning curve that I feel is partly down to the fact you're not playing it on with an yeah. arcade stick. There is a games. well, I, I play it with an arcade stick at home because I've got one. Fortunately, right. um, it's a wee bit easier on an arcade stick. Jim's a competitive gamer. You should know. <laughs> oh yeah, you should I'm know this video games game. very seriously. Um, but there is a tutorial mode in the game, but the problem is the tutorials are all in Japanese, so you have to kind of work out what they're trying to ask. You. That's definitely the bit when comes up. Watch the best Gundam game. Yeah. That's the one that comes up. It's pretty fun. Um, it's the most kind of Gundam like experience. I'd say so. It's apart pretty, apart from that one we played. In Japan. Oh yeah, this is a. There is another one, Space Titanium, but unfortunately, you're not going to be able to. Buy What's it, it even called? I don't even. Gundam know. Battle Oper. No, it's. A, I think it's Gundam Battle Operation. Uh, I'll double check. But it's our Gundam Battle Pod. It comes in that you'll have seen they were touting like the new generation of incredibly realistic arcade machine, and it was that Star Wars one. Yeah, the Star Wars getting. one. It's like a full thousand dollars. You sit in, <laughs> but yeah, we played a Gundam one, which is amazing. You sit in your seat, and Brilliant. you've got pedals and two throttles. Yeah, you get a wee headset to talk to your teammates yeah. in the other pods. And when we were playing it, it was because um, Gundam Build Fighters had just come to end. There was a Build Fighters themed event, so basically, what would happen was. When you plugged yourself in and sat down to launch, it would do all the please sit your GP oh, yeah, yeah. and then it would play like the. You play as Bear Guy as well. Yeah, I played as Bear Guy. Destroying yeah. GMs as Bear Guy. That's pretty yeah. It's really fun. Um, and there's a wee bit of feedback as well. So yeah. it's a really good experience. But unfortunately, you can't buy that for your PlayStation. You'll never be able to. It's a very expensive peripheral, I'd imagine. Probably, what's your. Well, way back before I knew anything of Gundam, I downloaded a whole bunch of ROMs. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everyone, <laughs> for uh, ZSNES, and one of them was Endless Jewel. Oh yeah, um, Gundam Wing. Yeah. yeah, and I, you know, it was just just a fighting game with robots, as far as I'm concerned. But I loved it, yep. and that's what led me to buy. Gundam Battle Assault 2 on the PlayStation 1 when I saw it in a shop and I still had was clueless about Gundam but I sure played a hell of a lot of that game unlocked all the suits and didn't it's know what they it's were. It's a fun but 2D I, fighter yeah. yeah. It still looks amazing as well. Yeah, like the sprites the, are good. The sprites I would love to fun. see a, a new one. There's a seed one for PSP yeah. I think. It's, for PSP, it's a pretty similar idea. Seed sold low investment. Yeah. The interesting thing about Battle Assault 2 is you can use Game Shark codes to get all the suits that aren't in the main roster. Mm-hmm. Like There's a bunch of hidden suits in there but I think for me Battle Assault 2 is probably my favourite Gundam game. That and Endless Duel as well because the music in Endless Duel is so good. Mm. Yeah. But um, Wealth and glory to the winner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also worth mentioning when we were in one of the arcades in Osaka, um, we played the very first Gundam versus, and I accidentally picked the Zok, and the Zok is absolutely terrible in um, Gundam versus. It was this the thing s- that hardly ran? Yes, it just basically slowly, <laughs> it slowly hovers <laughs> along the ground. And I want that in the full pod experience, <laughs> Zok simulator. Let's but go. Yeah, basically, I put in a hundred yen. I was like, right, I'll pick the, I'll pick maybe the Gundam or the Zaku, and I was kind of hovering. Uh, but the problem is the character select screens on a timer, obviously, to get people playing. And as I was scrolling through them, it auto-picked the Zoc for me. And then I had a very, very uneventful 10 minutes as I slowly moved around in space and got beat up by Zaku, that guy. I've been playing the the F91 um, Formula Wars game on the SNES, which kind of fills the gap between the F90 manga and the F91 movie. It's pretty interesting. Um, if you don't have any... If you, I mean, if you're unfamiliar with F91 series... 
and it won't mean much to you, but it kind of fills in a gap with the Mars Zeon faction, the Oldsmobile Army. They're known because they Oldsmobile Army is a pretty cool old, name for an army. Pilot all the old Zeon suits. It's really cool though. Um, I really like the F90 manga, so the game is pretty interesting. It's not the best game ever. I'm pretty sure it was ported from a TV game. Ooh. But I mean, I don't know a lot about TV games. There's a lot of weird stuff happening on TVs no, in Japan in the 90s. But I can only think of blockbusters yeah that's the one that came out. me as well but I thought you were in block, but like actual block. I was like that's a game show <laughs> it's like, it's like a Gundam good. game show I hear a Gundam game show would be pretty that good. would be brilliant there's, I mean there's a lot though um, generally stick to the stuff that has fighting in it like the beat em ups there's the, 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 the Gearin's Ambition series as well which is like a oh, series of tactics ones. RPGs yeah there's the Saturn and the PSP and there's that like. there's that Gundam Unicorn game made by From Software as oh, well oh yeah I've never checked it out same I don't know if it's any good the Gearin ones I probably wouldn't recommend playing through them yourself because they're all in Japanese but there's a guy online who's done who speaks fluent Japanese and is a big Gundam fan and he's done let's plays of all the Gearin games and explored basically the cool gimmick about the Gearin games is they have alternate timelines so you make decisions at various points and you can affect like the story of the one year war or like the story of um Shars counter attack mm-hmm. so he's um he's really good and he's done basically play through all the scenarios and you get to even though you don't get to play it as a strategy game so you don't miss out on that much gameplay but it's quite cool to see all the different scenarios that the yeah. game planners came up with which is really cool the fun thing about garen's ambition is it's basically we know what people really want they want to experience the joy of Hitler winning <laughs> in space. I mean, that's when you say Gieren's ambition, you basically mean... <laughs> you can't undersell how much Japan loves Zeon. Right, okay, careful. <laughs> Flakmonkey66 asks... What are the best Gundam openings and endings? My votes go to the War in the Pocket OP and the second turn A OP. Um, I guess for me, come back to me, someone else. Uh, I would probably say the Zeta Gundam opening is probably the best, uh, the first one. I think it's just incredibly iconic and it's a good kind of catchy song and kind of sets the mood for the series and... It always comes to mind when I think of the, um, when I come think of Gundam openings. So I really all the OPs are so good. Silent Voice yeah. is really good. Silent the second, like, say second what you want Zeta. about Double Zeta, but Silent Voice is a fucking yeah. belter. It's belter, like um, the Double Zeta ones are really good. To be honest, um, say what you want about Gundam Wing, but those two OPs, <laughs> yeah, the Endless Waltz kind of OP tune is amazing as well. My favorite ending. I really like uh, Prototype, which is from Gundam Double O. That's really good. I'd probably go with maybe the second, no, the first Double Zeta ending song, which is a really good one. one And it's got a little montage of all the characters falling down. It's quite nice. I think pretty, I so, I'm struggling to as think for of the question. What's your favorite? <laughs> We've kind of blown up by saying that. Well, that's We're what I was going to say. Sil- is Silent like Voice most. is probably my favorite at Bush. I have a playlist on my phone of pretty much every Gundam OP, and I very rarely skip any of them because they're all really good. Silent oh, Voice. the winner! The winner, from, yeah, the winner, the winner's my favorite. That's a good Stardust one. Yeah. Of course, it's so good. It's, that is totally the best. I think that is one of the best ones. Aye, that's that's my favorite actually. Space Titanium is back again. This time he wants to know what's your stance on building kits based on series you haven't read or seen. 
Has design ever compelled you to buy it without familiarity? Or does personal attachment influence your buying decisions? So why do we buy the kits we buy? Is it down to seeing them in a show or do we just like the design? You um, know our, our ethos is you get more out of building a kit that you've seen in a show or read definitely, about. Definitely, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think for me how it started. I think I watched through... So the first show I ever watched was Double O Gundam and then I watched... They were, basically went back and watched all the original UC Gundam and I think after I finished Charles Counter-Attack, that's when I decided to get my first kit, which was the HG New Gundam. So yeah, I would say, for me, I, I kind of feel like almost guilty in some ways if I own a kit that isn't from something I've seen, just because I feel like you get a lot more out of it um, owning something. Because almost like, I mean, the, the appeal of owning a lot of Gunpla is to own a physical representation of something that you really like so. I think it, it works both ways you can buy a, you can buy a kit having not read anything then read something and you feel an instant connection with the mole so you already have the kit yeah. but I think it can come down to even like the character that pilots yeah. the suit it's like is that why you got the Rose and Zulu because you love Angelo so much well that's why I want it yeah <laughs> that's a pretty good example of the fact that the Rose and Zulu is a kit that is I mean there are there are a lot of suits that are basically made for their characters and the Rose yeah. and Zulu is pretty yeah it's definitely very Angelo uh, it continues it continues the kind of floral arm of mobile <laughs> suits but no I, I mean there are a million and one reasons why you can I don't think there's really one overriding reason but um, you'd, I'd like to say kit design mostly if I really like the look of a suit I'll really want to buy yeah, it yeah. I'll I mean I bought Noble Gundam without having seen you own two crossbones and you've not read the yeah. crossbone manga and I know someone listening will be annoyed Most, at me for that I would say there must Sorry. be a, I think 95% of crossbone owners won't have read the manga which isn't the biggest crime because I think the crossbone manga is just average I don't think it's that great get so. fucked it's well good it's all right. I mean, it's not well, well I've seen a, a crossbone in Build Fighters, so I'm, I'm yeah, free that's now. okay. You can make the cantle. Don't listen to him. Read that manga. It's totally good. It's good. It's it's okay. It's not amazing. It's good. What you want to do is you want to read read the F ninety manga. There's so much of that F ninety one universe there. You got got to deal with that. It's good stuff. Like it's good stuff. I just never gelled with the art of crossbone too well. I guess it's kind of car- I like kind of cartoony though. The character designs maybe a bit. Ah, I suppose. I don't. It's, I think the suits look good. It's a, it's a bit Shin Chan, maybe. Yeah, it's a wee bit Korean Shin Chan sometimes. Christian at Fighting JC asks thoughts on Koto Bukia kits, like the MGS and Zone of the Enders stuff. Yeah, I've never built any Koto kits, mostly uh, because they're same. expensive. I know people who've. I know quite a few people who've bought the Zone of the Enders Koto Bukia kits and have been very happy with them actually. Um, they look really good. Um, it's obviously a lot of them are resin based rather than um, plastic injection molds. Oh, so. one of the their Ava kits look really good. Yeah, we'll have to get yeah. one of those at some point. But we don't really have. Yeah. We're we're kind of we're Bandai loyal, unfortunately. Yeah, I <laughs> will be forced when the um, Xenoblade X doll comes out as a kit. I think scale, even, please scale. Sorry, we're in Europe, so it's scales. So um, I probably will be forced once the the scale kit comes out there to buy go. one. Um, just because I really like the look of that design and I'll no doubt be a big Xenoblade X fan when it comes out. So I think that'll be my first experience with Kotobukiya, but I'll let you know once I've got one of those. Texas Tom Alden, well, <laughs> this is a specific request. I want you boys to give us your best turn A Gundam like the guy in the opening. <laughs> Who wants to go first? 
Let Jim go first. Okay. It's going to be good. <clears throat> Tony Gundam. That's pretty good. Pretty good. You want me to go next? Yeah. Tony Gundam. You can do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we I believe in you. Are you chuckling at me? <laughs> Tony Gundam. That's pretty good. Yeah. Why is that guy's accent though? He's just kind of English. Yeah, like yeah. every time it happened, I thought it was ridiculous. But I realised that there's a practical reason for there being a voice saying "Turn a Gundam," and it's that if it was only the logo, everyone would be like, "What's this show called? <laughs> Fucking V Turn a Gundam uh, upside down." Isn't there a thing on the logo that again reiterates what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's like we really need to. We, people really need to know what this is called. What? Stuart uh, minute five oh seven two asks, looking for a kit for this difficult second build. Any recommendations? Preferably something that's easy with my big ham hands. Um, an SD of some description. Yeah, a modern. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I think Stuart's first kit was the High New Gundam. Um, so. I think that was an HG, so I think, yeah, if you want to try out an SD, it's a very simple, they're usually very simple, they look really cool. Um, Just the recommendation is always yeah. an SD or any high grade. That Once you've like built a high grade, I think you'd be comfortable. I think it's just a case of just shop around, have a look at designs, see what appeals to you. I would say have a browse, see what yeah. you like and get that. Yeah, I think once you've built one, you're fine. Will Potter asks, It's the Gumpla Battle World Tournament. Which custom Gumpla do you set on your GP base? Mine would be some sort of Tall Geese variant or some sort of Rosen Zulu variant. You can't really kit bash a Tall Geese with yeah, a Rosen Zulu. I'm not sure that I know. always thought um, for a Gumpla Battle Tournament, I think uh, G Self would be pretty good because it's got all different packs. And it's quite a good, it's a nice design. Well, for you me just field just a G self. G self with various packs, depending on the situation. And it would be a custom, uh, call it the G, the GDM self. There you go. Oh, nice, nice. I would put um, a GP action base. <laughs> okay. <laughs> meta. Meta. And <laughs> see how they. Or. Uh, a noble Gundam, a bootleg. A noble Gundam custom that is has been Zakud. I always wanted to see a, a Zaku variant of oh. noble Gundam. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. You pervert. <laughs> I'd build one if the kit was. It seems to have gone out of availability. Oh, really? the moment, yeah. yeah. Mine would be. I'm trying to think. Mine would be some sort of tall geese, but it would have a different flight unit. And instead of the Dober gun, it would have... Dober gun. <laughs> the Dober gun. Dober gun. Instead of that, it would have maybe like a kind of miniaturised mega particle cannon. <laughs> I'd build something that was really fast, but also had the power of a battleship. <laughs> These two things are very yeah, important to me. Why has no one thought of that before? I'd, you know? d- I'd <laughs> have the tall geese, but it would have funnels. It'd have yeah, funnels yeah. and a mega particle cannon. And it'd be really fast, but have a gun tank with wings a cube crossbone 
variant. Yeah, you can see that. Four skull and crossbones across the... I hope someone abandons this then. I'll go with uh, plastic injection machine custom. Just... Imagine fires hot plastic in people. Okay. That'll happen. Re- really That's poorly cool. applied decals that don't even belong, and <laughs> it just. <laughs> so it's like just loading up your GP base with all the leftover runners from your kit. <laughs> go, fucking, away you go. All um, those unused high grade weapons. <laughs> just chuck a load of bazookas in. John Robots asks. What is your favourite suit or armour from your least favourite series, film or OVA? It's a good one. Um, I'd have to start off with something from Seed, I guess. I really like the Blitz Gundam. Yeah, I, I, I generally like the um, the Strike Gundams. Um, and I like all the variations of them. But again, same as you, not a big Seed fan. I like the Strike Gundam and the Ale Strike and the Perfect... It's kind of a ch- it's kind of a cheating answer because like, like I've said before, I really love the first season, the double O, and I really don't like the second one. But even though it's not one of my favourites, I think Vir- Virtue Gundam and it's Nadley variant. I think that's one of the best Gundam designs ever. It's like it's a Gundam and it's got another Gundam in it, <laughs> and it's got fucking hair. It's like we put hair on a Gundam. That is the best thing. And I don't love double O that much, but oh, that suit is one of my top three suits. It's so it has hair. Yeah. I'll probably court controversy as well and say most of the stuff from Gundam Wing obviously not a big Gundam Wing fan but the mobile suit designs are all Probably. great heavy arms tall geese the Wing Gundam itself are all really cool I um, really like them but just don't like the series they exist in I would I would agree that I like quite a few Wing designs but don't really like Wing and I suppose Noble Gundam is one. Like, gee, gee, Gundam, sorry, guy. I know there's a lot of fans out there, but it's 50 episodes and they're not all great. <laughs> but there's some fun. It's got some really great and obviously some of the absolute worst things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's controversial that's, to that's, say. That's true. That's when you true. think of Matador Gundam. <laughs> Nether Gundam. The fish. the fish. Oh, the mermaid. The, uh, I can't remember, the African one as well. is just oh, embarrassing. Oh, God, yeah. Tequila really Gundam. Tequila Gundam, yeah. Te- tequila Gundam. Te- tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> Go set a Gundam. <laughs> Go set your GP. <laughs> Go set a GP. Bit of Harper Lee comedy in the GDM room. Hi, bro. Hmm. Will Chirenberg asks: Any of you seen Gundam Unicorn? If so, thoughts on it? Yep, all seen it, and I think yeah. we all agree it's one of the best. Uni- Unicorn's my favorite. Still, is my favorite. Um, I presume we'll we'll get to the unicorn. Discussion yeah. episode. Yeah, if you're going through series, yeah, I would say. Um, I think it's imperative that it's the last universe. It's the last thing from the sort of so, yeah. Shar and Amaro storyline that you watch, even though it's not directly tied in. It's really it's the ending of that main saga. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it's some um, great animation for the most part. Um, they do a good job of adapting 
uh, a novel that I think is actually a bit guff. Aye, a um, bit wishy-washy. Like. And obviously it has definitely some of the best mobile suit designs and just the soundtrack fan service as well. Yeah, the soundtrack, soundtrack is, is incredible. So yeah, I mean, I think all around we love it, but we'll more about that in a future episode. So that brings us to the end of another long-awaited GDM. Hopefully it was worth the wait and hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, really just one more thing to talk about, which is our next competition. Yep. We, we oh, picked wow. up we picked up some cool wee things in Japan for a sort of prize bundle and one very special prize, a very special kit, which we can't, we can't, we're not going to tell you about it. We're going to leave it as a surprise. It's been foreshadowed. For now. It's, it's, we're looking at it now. <gasps> Wow. Oh, wow. It's exclusive. Jeez. It's very exclusive. I've never seen it that close. I'd almost say it's is it rare? Almost rare. It is rare. It's quite yeah. a rare kit. You won't find it in your local. Mm. No. So what we're going to be doing is Jim came up with the idea of having like a stop motion vine contest with your gunpla. So unfortunately, this is only open to people that have gunpla. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to have a gunpla, or maybe you could use a box in a creative way. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> If you have any other toys lying about, and you can, well, if you could, be, what if you could use a toy to recreate something from Gundam? If you don't have Gunpla, no, it's a Gunpla competition. That's a Gunpla competition, Jim. It's a Gunpla podcast. Unless you disqualified, you're not winning the rare kit, unfortunately. Oh, well. So yeah, Jim, we'll put up some examples of our own, but um, it's simple enough. Yeah, get get on Vine and just get a wee stop motion video of a Gunpla doing something funny. Yeah. If you've not seen them, those stop motion videos are the. Gunpla recreating the oh, anime OPs yeah. are amazing. Yeah, we'll try and link those. Yeah, we'll try and find They're good inspiration. Them. Obviously, we wouldn't expect anyone to make anything as good as that. But so we'll. I mean, the competition will be open from now, really, from the episode going up. We'll give you guys a couple of weeks to come up with some stuff, then announce the winner um, on the Twitter. So we look forward to that. And thank you very much, as always, for listening. Um, you can get us on at Gunpla Dust, or you can reach us individually at uh, Let's Hug Bro. At Mecha Gamezilla. And I'm at No Stopping Epoch. If you want to share your kits with us, please do. We love that. If you have any more questions about anything related to building Gunpla or Gundam itself, please get in touch. And that's it, really. We'll be back in the future at some point. And playing us out this time, there's only one choice from Stardust Memory. It is <laughs> the winner. Yeah.